Hey, I'm Jared. And I'm Sam. And this is Culture Catch-Up, your favorite pop culture podcast where we rewatch childhood favorites, movies we missed, and everything in between. Don't forget to subscribe to Culture Catch-Up wherever podcasts are available. And follow us on Instagram at Catch-Up Culture. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another hey. episode of Culture Catch-Up. You almost said Team Chat Podcast, Almost did. It, it almost did. <laughs> it almost fell a little bit into old habits. I'm not the right person that you talk about video games with. This no, is it's your not. other it's podcast. It's my other podcast where I'm still joined to my right by, not still, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just joined to my right by Samantha White Wilson. Uh, if nothing no. else, this is a plug for Team Chat Podcast. Exactly. Go listen to it if you like video your games. Your favorite video game podcast <laughs> if you're interested in that. Jared's but real podcast project. This is a real podcast project. Well, I know, but this is just like a little side thing. No, it's real because you know why it's real? Because we're here at season two, episode two. Last week, we talked about League of Their Own. This week, we're t- we got another fun movie, uh, another, well, it was probably a childhood classic for both of us, but this week, yeah. we're going to be talking about Flubber, Flubber, which is an exciting one because this is a fun one to revisit and everything. So can't wait to talk about the fun Robin Williams comedy of Flubber. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about what we have been watching. When we're not watching movies for the show. What which is rare. Watching, Sam? We don't <laughs> watch many movies. It, I know. It is kind of hard. We said this a lot last week, last year, too, when we did this. We're like, did we're we? doing a podcast about movies, but we really don't watch them except when we have to for this. But. Okay. Well, then instead, <laughs> I want this to be a Blossom rewatch podcast. Oh, okay. We're transitioning. Because that's what I'm watching right now is nice. Blossom. I don't think you really watched Blossom, right? No, I, I didn't really know it was a show until you told me about it. I remember watching it as a kid. I just remembered that she wore funny hats because anytime I put on a funny hat, my parents both, I'm pretty sure, would comment on it being a blossom hat. Yeah. But um, it's been a real trip to watch. It's what I'm watching lately in the bathtub. Uh, it's funny. It's super cringy. Yeah. And it's I, I watched one episode with you and it was weird. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> they talk about sex a lot. One of her brothers. Um, this really is a Blossom Rewatch podcast now all of a sudden. One of her brothers was a alcoholic and drug addict and is now clean and so that that comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it would never get made now. No. It's a kind of a wild ride. Yeah. But I'm really enjoying it. It's fun. And it and it Blossom for is played by Maya Bialik, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. 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 It was her big break. Yeah, see, I thought she came from Big Bang Theory. Oh, no, no idea no. that she was No, that was like her Renaissance. Before. Renaissance? Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah. No, that was her coming back. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. She's a child actor. It's been really fun, though. I'm enjoying it. It's super funny and a good throwback. And, you know, you know, I love a 24 to 26 minute sitcom. <laughs> Get your stories one and done. Well, and I'm watching it because as you very well know, every fall I get like this nostalgic feeling and I want to watch old shit from childhood yeah which leads me to my next thing which is that lately we've been watching tgif shows yep on the weekends mostly on sunday nights we call it tgis right well and it's been fun because it's stuff you know especially now we're getting near to halloween it's the fall season and you know halloween has a lot of you know really fun episodes across tv shows both current and old so it gives us a good excuse excuse to go back and watch like we've been watching some good home improvement ones we've watched some boy meets world 
Halloween episodes. The Goldbergs kind of feeds into Goldbergs it because does, even yeah. though it's current, it feels the same. Yeah, because it's about the the eighties. We did it the other day. We like somehow we like hit all decades. Well, all decades that like oh, have these that shows. Oh, that seventies show. Because we watched like this set that seventies show ep- Halloween episode there. Then we watched an episode of the Goldbergs, which takes place in the eighties. And then we watched something that uh, oh, I the think Home Improvement, Home Improvement. Yeah, took place in the nineties. So yeah, we really like taking out all the. It's been really All fun. We may have to do an episode to talk. Oh, maybe we'll do a whole season to talk just about TGI that episodes because really really there's plenty of them. Yeah, I've introduced Jarrett to Step by Step. He had never even heard of that one. Yeah, we've watched Family Matters, mm-hmm. uh, Full House. Yep, um, Home Improvement. Uh, Boy Meets World. I think Boy that's World. it. I think yeah, that is it. I think in my head, like Saved by the Bell is the same too. So we've watched a little a, bit of that. A but, Saturday morning show, right? Yeah, and yeah. it has a different feel than these sitcoms. But you know, it's I don't know. Same time frame in my childhood, I guess. Yeah. Other than uh, TGIF shows, what else have you been watching? Well, I've still been watching uh, What They Do in the Shadows. Got a few more episodes in. I'm actually already almost done with the first season. So it's only 10 episodes, but it still takes me a while to get through these shows and stuff like that. (laughs) Man, Uh, and you just watched one that had so many random cameos in it. It was really fun. Paul Rubens, Evan Rachel Wood, uh, Danny Trejo. Yeah. It looked like a fun little random group of cameos. It was. It was pretty funny. Taika Waititi, Jermaine Clement, a lot of them were all in it. It was good. It was really funny. Okay. Yeah, the show keeps getting better and better. While we're talking about it, I had to show Jarrett this YouTube video the other day. Oh, yeah. learned about (laughs) from the Office Ladies podcast. Um, The guy who plays Nate on The Office, who is also on What We Do in the Shadows, he plays Colin, right? I only know that because I went to find this video and I learned all about this guy. I'm blanking on his real name. Mark Proch? Proch? Something like that. Well, the way he got into acting was somehow, this is how the office ladies described it. Somehow these prank videos of his got on YouTube and the people at the office found them and wanted to bring him in. And I think they even created the character of Nate for him because of these videos. But he did this thing, I don't know how long ago, where he had created this character... (laughs) And he got onto real local news stations as this character who is a yo-yo fanatic, like a a champion yo-yoer. And he goes into schools to talk to kids about environmental stuff. Yeah. Yeah, about being green. And then... Once he gets on these news segments, he just goes downhill immediately and gets really (laughs) awkward and is telling them about how much of a failure he is. And then, of course, they try to like the poor, poor anchors. You can try to walk him through so hard. The awkwardness. And they finally get him to do yo-yo tricks and he fails. Like the one we watched, his yo-yo falls to the ground. Another one, he hits himself in the face. And he's like, the, you know, you got your basic up and down and he throws it down and the yo-yo just comes <laughs> off the string and the anchor's like, oh no. And he's like, oh no. <laughs> trying to recover it. It was hilarious, mostly because of how uncomfortable the anchors were. It was the funniest thing I've seen in a while. Anyway, look look that up sometime if you're looking for a giggle. What's the we name found of a the... supercut of all yeah. of them. And it was like 20 minutes of appearances, so he'd done it for a while. But what was the name of the, the like the company? It's like ZimZam? <laughs> yeah, ZimZam something. ZimZam yo-yos or something like that. And so it was really funny because they'll like be asking him about it, talking and he'll say he did his one. He went to his first his first show at a school next week. And they're like, well, when's your next one? He's like, uh, well, breaking news. This is the last <laughs> time you'll see me in this shirt because it failed news. so bad. <laughs> Anyway, it was hilarious. Because the company has chosen to go in another direction, yeah. and that direction does not include me. <laughs> okay, his name is Mark Proch, 
And the character that he plays is named K Strauss. K hyphen That's what it was. Strauss. Anyway, look that up. It's very funny. We we chuckled for quite a while. We had a good laugh. Anyway, other than what we do other in the shadows. Other than what we do in the what shadows. Else are you uh, let's see. I have been keeping up with House of the Dragon. It's very good. Has a couple episodes left. Yeah, you're doing pretty good at uh, keeping up with these shows lately. I know. I'm, I'm having a good kick with it because I've also been keeping up with Andor, which we haven't been talking Andor a lot. Andor what? Oh my gosh, she <laughs> makes this joke literally every single time I say the name <laughs> of the show. That's what they get for naming him Andor. <laughs> but it's the new Disney Plus Star Wars show, Andor. It is phenomenal Star Wars, so go watch that. Uh, it is just an incredible... It's, it's really funny. It's the show that they announced it and everybody's like, Okay, we know how his story, like where this character was in Rogue One, you know, Cassie and Andor from Rogue One. Uh, they're like, we are getting a whole show about this random side, kind of like somewhat random side character, but this show is turning out to be some of the best Star Wars content like we've gotten. In really? This, in, yeah, in a, like not in a while. I didn't I realize you're great, enjoying it that much. But it's yeah, it's really good, and like because it's. Like in my head, I kind of thought that when they did the Obi Wan Kenobi series, oh, this is the show that you're they're gonna like really put the money behind because they're getting you and McGregor back and you know, sure. Hayden Christensen's coming back, all this other stuff, and you were kind of like, oh man, this is gonna be the one that's like kind of maybe even be better than the Mandalorian or something like that. Uh, but then Andor comes out of nowhere and it's like, nope, this is where Disney's been saving their money because it just it's on all levels is just completely well done, and this last episode. Uh, episode six, I believe, was the last episode that just came out. Was incredible. So, uh, <laughs> how much is go, left of it? I think another six episodes. I think it's a twelve. Oh, dang. Episode. I know. I think it's a twelve episodes uh, first season and already confirmed for season two. Well, that'll carry you through the rest of the year. I know it. It's a good time. And so. how's the um, Game of Thrones one? House of Dragon. It's good. Um, I'm honestly still not grab quite grabbed by it. Quite like I was the first season of even game of original Game of Thrones and stuff like that, but I'm it's as the season's progressing, I'm getting more and more. So into you'll keep it. watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I will. It's just I think no it Star only Wars. Has, yeah, that's true. I think it only has maybe a couple more episodes too. So like yeah. you loved Game of Thrones, but obviously it's no Star Wars. No, it's no Star Wars. It's no Star Wars at all. Well, I think that's pretty much all I've been watching lately, or you know, talked about it enough. I've there are a couple other things, <laughs> but I'll save those for other episodes in case I run dry on what we do in the shadows. Knowledge in case you stop watching entirely. <laughs> What yeah. you do? I know. I, I go through. I go through uh, waves. It's like a roller coaster. My and watch, you just my play TV games watching. during those waves, and you have to talk about those again on Team Chat Podcast. Exactly. Not here. No, not here. This is a strictly <laughs> no video games area. <laughs> Thank you. But let's talk about Flubber. So Flubber came out in 1997, which is a little bit uh, older than I or newer than I thought it was. A little I, later than a little you later yeah, than I thought same. it was. I thought it was like a, you know like a 94 95 kind of thing. But yeah, no, nope, 1997. And it's about an absent-minded professor who discovers flubber, a rubber-like super bouncy substance. So, there's a little bit more to it. Basically, that's is it a very flying rubber? Is that where is that the it's flubber called? comes from? I think so. Yeah, okay. it's like like because yeah, remember. it can bounce, it can fly, it can do all these different sorts of things. But the thing about Flubber that I had forgotten is that it's actually a remake of an old 1961 Disney movie, The Absent-Minded Professor, that then had a, a couple of sequels, I believe, as well. Oh. So it like so like the same thing. It's not the same character because it's Ned Brainerd in those, and this one it's Philip Brainerd who's played by Robin Williams. I don't think I knew that actually. And. Uh, and it's the same college, though, Manfield College, where he is a professor at. Oh. And so this one definitely tends goes a little bit into the absent-mindedness of it. We'll get into a little bit more of that. But alongside Robin Williams, who plays uh, Philip Brainerd, 
the main character of this. We also have Marsha Gay Harden, Christopher McDonald, Ted Levine, Clancy Brown, Raymond J. Berry, and Will Wheaton. So which was a much bigger cast than I remembered. Like I did not remember Will Wheaton being the son of the I guess he's a businessman who like uh, uh, one of the bad guys. Yeah, uh-huh. the bad he, uh, yeah, bad guy. But this like, whole movie is like Robin Williams and Marsha Gay Harden and bad guys. Yeah, it versus the world pretty much. So it's <laughs> Well, I mean, and these weren't people you necessarily would have been aware of as a kid either. No, well, Will Wheaton I would have been cuz we wa- were big fans of watching Star Trek Next Generation when oh, I was a okay. kid. So I would definitely would have known him, but uh Sam Levine, uh, Ted Levine and um Clancy Brown would have had no idea who they were. I and, only know those characters now because of from uh, what? Ted Levine, he's Buffalo Bill from uh, Silence of the Lamb. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do your Buffalo Bill impression? <laughs> put the lotion in the basket. Oh, God, please don't. It's so gross. <laughs> There's something it about that lotion. guy's voice, yeah. even in this. I mean, it's not just Well, it's Buffalo like because he's like really gruff and like low, yeah. but then like he doesn't move. His, it's like his, his lower jaw doesn't move. Yeah, his mouth moves funny as he talks to. Yeah. It's not just what it sounds like. He's really like. like rough like this. <laughs> And that's kind of how he talks. Oh, man. Chase's flubber. I really wish y'all could see this. Maybe we should make a little video of you doing that to put on Instagram. <laughs> we may have to. But he's also uh, one of, I forget his character's name, but he's also a very uh, main character, one of the series regulars in Monk. Oh. As, one of the, oh. as a police detective there. Have you watched Monk? I went through a pretty good stint of watching Monk. Uh, I don't remember this. Maybe uh, I think it was before we were going out, out honestly. Oh. I think, Ooh, before we were going I out. I know, before we were hanging out together. <laughs> uh, but then Clancy Brown, obviously, is a well-known character actor uh, starring in many, many films, Highlander, uh, S- Starship Troopers, and then, of course, Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> this movie also is full of, hey, I know that guy from somewhere, dudes. And then you look at their IMDb and they've just played somebody in like one episode of a bunch of TV shows or they've played small characters in tons of movies. So you still can't really pinpoint what you know them from, but you know you know them. Right, right. But then uh, also, oh, one cast member I did forget is the voice of uh, Dr. Brainerd's robot helper throughout the movie, Weebo, Weebo voiced by Jody Benson, who is Ariel from Little Mermaid and that's other wild. stuff but how old is little mermaid <laughs> little mermaid is, is 89 it the i want to oh, say okay so, that's so not i that think wild. it's a little bit yeah did you also know that john hughes wrote the screenplay i was gonna say because we talk we'll talk a little bit more where that is becomes evident but the later in the sh- in the movie at various points i was like oh yeah it's obvious john hughes wrote this oh i with, didn't realize with that. more i guess more of the um I think it's one of your notes later on, so we can oh, uh, oh, we can okay. wait and get to it. But uh, I'll I'll be sure to point it out when we get to it. Okay. The influences. Well, of let's get John into Hughes. it. But yeah, so Flubber. It is basically the quick little story synopsis is that uh, Dr. Philip Brainerd is trying to f- save the college Manfield University because there is uh, they're basically about to lose funding uh, and and all this. So he is on the search to find some new product, like the next new invention, the next new invention that will give the school grant money, be able to sell it, whatever, to be able to save the college. While he's doing this, he's also skirting a uh, very fine line of of the, his with his relationship with Marsha Gay Harden. Of, yeah, yeah, he's yeah kind with of an asshole. Uh, being that. We learned that they have been engaged and had three separate wedding dates, all of which Philip has missed because he's so involved in his work and doing things. Um, he's kind of like the scatterbrained smart guy who like has so much science in his head and so much going on that he misses very basic appointments. Yeah. And it becomes pretty evident that 
Well, so Weibo, his little computer person, who's like his assistant, basically, uh, keeps his calendar. And we kind of learned throughout that maybe she's in love with him. Yeah. So she's making him miss the wedding on purpose, which is a little strange. A little weird. A little weird. But anyway, before we get too far into it, then, so that this this quest for finding this savior to the ho- to the not the hospital to the university, and then obviously that becoming flubber, and then the resulting consequences and mayhem that ensues for af- bowling once, balls, bowling balls, golf balls, all that fun stuff, which Basketball we'll get into teams. a little bit later. But Sam, what is your like memories? I about forgot we flubber? had to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> we can just talk about it after We're we watch it. We're still getting into the podcasting game. Yeah. Um, Warming back up again. I thought I remembered it better. There were things that I that felt familiar when we got into it. Um, I, all I really remember is a few scenes. Like I really remember the basketball scenes. I remember the bowling balls. Um, but other than that, I remember the little beanbag flubbers being sold at the Disney store. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Which like, remember the Disney store? Oh man, it was a fun place. Let's pour one out for the Disney store. I honestly remember though. I remember the Disney store because the mall in Oklahoma city had one, but they also had a WB store. Which oh, I we remember didn't have way that. Be- way better than the Disney store. We only went to those on vacations in other cities. No, well, you should have come we, to Oklahoma city. We, well, we did. One. I could have shown you the town. We were, <laughs> We were very into the WB store because we each had a Looney Tune character we loved. Same, we did too. What was that about? I don't know. We had them on plates and shit. Like, yeah. what were we doing with Looney Tunes plates? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know we had like some Toon Squad stuff and Looney Tune things after like especially uh, Space Jam came out. But no, we always enjoyed watching them. Um, Who was your Looney Tunes character? Marvin the Martian. Mine was obviously Tweety Bird. Uh, I was Tweety Bird for Halloween once. I love those pictures. We'll have to find those pictures. I know too, we will have to find those. But yeah, I, so I, what did you the remember? WB store oh. in a in Oklahoma City in its mall had like a rocket ship that like the the uh, Daffy Duck's character when he would go interact with Marvin the Martian and stuff like that would fly and you could like go in it and there would be little TVs and you could watch um, cartoons, cartoons and, stuff. and stuff like that. That's cool. Stuff. It was fun. Disney store was never that cool. No, I I remember the Disney store, but it just being of course more aligned with like Mickey. You know, Daff, not Daffy Donald Duck and all that stuff, which I wasn't as into. Now right. I would love to go find a Disney store because there would be so much Star Wars stuff yeah. I could buy there. But you know, I don't really think there's many of them left. Well, we spent a lot of time in the Disney store because, as you know, my mom collects Donald Duck, so we like knew the staff, and there was like one specific guy who would like keep track of what she had, and we could go in and be like. <laughs> Is there anything new? And he was, I mean, he's really nice. I remember he was who she would go to when there was like cardboard cutouts of Donald that she wanted. She'd be like, so when y'all are done with this, here's my name and phone number. Please call me so I can come pick it up. That kind of thing. So we spent a lot of time in the Disney store. I remember exactly where it was in the Lubbock mall and exactly what it looked like. So strange. Nice. Anyway, what do you remember about Flubber? Um, when we, after we just watched it to do this episode, I realized I remembered a lot more of it than I realized. It's one of those where like right before the thing that you remember happens, you're like, Oh, I know what's about to happen. about to happen. Yeah. And it's still like kind of held up slash paid off in the same ways. Like I, even though I knew this stuff was coming and I, in this was a movie we watched a lot growing oh, up. It? I remember watching it a whole lot and it was one of those things for me. I really enjoyed, like, I really enjoyed this movie for its uh, slapstick comedy. It's physical comedy in it. Sure. 
as well. Plus, it also was just kind of it was Robin Williams, and he's you know he's funny, he's great, you know, it just seems like a. Do you know, watch a lot of Robin guy. Williams? Not a ton, really, that I can think of. But I had like these instances in my childhood that where Robin Williams held a big role. One was was Flubber. Earlier in my childhood, we had a Sesame Street VHS that was like about the alphabet and everything. And there was a little segment in it where he comes in and it, where Robin Williams comes on and he talks to Elmo and Elmo's got this stick and everything. And Elmo's like, I don't know what to do with this. This is a stick. And he <laughs> like tells, you know, basically it was like Robin Williams saying, like, use your imagination. You can do a lot of great things. with oh. anything. You know, you just have to use your imagination. I was going to say, Wilson, I don't have any idea where this is going. No. And so that was the whole point of it. But in this Robin Williams being Robin Williams, you know, does a lot of like he comes in all calm, but then he really quickly like ramps it up and he's being all like. You know, uh, Robin Williams being all Robin Williams, doing voices, doing yeah. like over the top physical things. I'm sure and, he's a great Sesame Street. Oh yeah, uh, it was guess, awesome. I, yeah. That was my favorite segment of the that, of that show. And so you know, I feel like that held a lot of significance for me. And so then seeing him in this movie, also being like, oh yeah, it's that guy. You know, seven year old me being like, oh yeah, it's him from the my Sesame Street tape, and then stuff, different stuff like that. So and y'all weren't even a Hook family, so that's not even yeah. one it, or like Aladdin. We didn't watch Aladdin either. Oh, I forgot about Aladdin. So I knew about, obviously, knew Aladdin and knew, like, from, again, the commercial on our VHS tapes. So I could, like, hear his lines and everything. Uh, Did y'all not ever fast forward through those commercials? Not You always often. remember. We watched like, them a one lot. Out of it was, three, like, part of the movie for us. Like, one out of three of your stories from childhood where you're watching something is, like... Oh, there was a commercial. I never saw it, but there's a commercial for that on my blah, blah, blah. Well, VHS. because we, wa- we, yeah, I don't really remember us ever fast forwarding commercials in these movies because it was to, uh, in a sense, like part of watching the movie. That is so funny. Uh, but then we also had mom would record for us Scooby Doo from uh, when it was on UPN 43. UPN. Oh my gosh. You know, remember now the UPN? CW, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and well, so, it's, it's changed a few times, hasn't it? Yeah. I think I so. I don't think it went straight from. UPN to the CW. No, I don't think so. But uh, what well, was we the had WB? Like a, oh, that's right. WB thirty four. Funny. That's what it became after. Anyway, UPN forty three. But anyway, regardless, this episode is bringing up all <laughs> kinds of right childhood <laughs> memories. We'll get to very flubber specific eventually. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I don't know. I just kind of like remembered Robin Williams kind of ha- holding having this like. Whole, because like yeah, I just like really connected with him like in a way like he like he did voices. I like to try to do voices. That's kind of where I feel like that came from for me was somewhat from him and just like I don't know his overall his style like Xanus really connected to me as a kid. It's funny like we you know and when he died that was probably him and Steve Irwin were like the two <laughs> like celebrities that I was like oh wow like when when the you know like I heard right. that they had died. Well, and up you until don't last have... year, I feel like when we watched the Bird the Cage. That was the first the Birdcage, even a rewatch. That was the first Robin Williams movie I'd watched since he di- and since he died, and so Flubber being number two mm-hmm. now, you know, post him dying and stuff like that. So it's hard to go back and watch his movies and stuff. You bit. don't have to watch him for very long to realize how special he was oh, and like how charismatic yeah. in so many ways. And yeah, yeah. So so I get it. Yeah. So I feel like he just kind of like held. A sp- a special place and that kind of like held flubber in a special place for me. We probably and have so, a lot of Robin Williams we could catch up on. Maybe we need so. a Robin Williams season. We should. That'd be great. Uh because yeah, we I'd love to talk about the birdcage. That was such a fun yeah, movie we too. We loved that movie. Maybe we'll do it this season. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? Yeah. Nothing's we'll see. written in stone yet. We could always th- We're only on week two it and it's already uh, <laughs> a little touch and go getting <laughs> shit recorded. <laughs> hey, but there's no crying in podcasting. We set that up last week. 
But anyway, oh no, what's our flipper tagline going to be? Uh, you oh, know, I don't no. know. We got that time was to a think one and about done it. Thing. <laughs> All right, but let's talk about the movie Flipper. So please. now we've seen it, we've watched it again. Uh, brought back a lot of great memories for both of us, or you know, especially me. Like, kind of cemented that. Oh yeah, this movie was really fun. Uh, but now having watched it, what were some of the things that stood out to you, Sam? As like funny moments, things you didn't remember that made you laugh. I want to talk about Marcia K. Harden. Okay, first of all. Um, she is an interesting bird. No, yeah. I I really don't know that much about her. She was the speaker at my commencement from UT because oh, she's UT alum. That's right. But I just watched this newer Neil Patrick Harris show, I think on Netflix, called Uncoupled. That's kind of like the gay male Sex in the City. It's kind of what it felt like, and she's in it, and she does this like weird fake rich person British accent throughout. That was strange. I don't know. I wonder if she's gotten stranger <laughs> with age. Because she was fine in this. I thought she was great. Right. As like the, I don't know, sad, he, he's never going to marry me woman who just wants to like settle down with her love. I don't know. She was really good. Um, no weird accent in this, thankfully. Obviously, I was also excited to see Shooter McGavin. Yeah. I mean... See, I f- that What's was his one real the- name uh, Christopher, Christopher McDonald. McDonald. Yeah, uh, that was one of the things that I forgot completely that he was like. Well, again, you wouldn't have known him as a kid, probably. Right. I mean, no, I did I, as a kid. Yeah. He was in <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. But I hadn't seen that at the time. Uh, and so this was my introduction, probably to Shooter McGavin, Christopher McDonald. I'm going to say it's not far from watching Happy Gilmore. He's so no. much the ultimate asshole. But he's kind of that in, in everything. Mov- yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. he. That's kind of like his shtick in what he does. So I feel like you got a similar introduction to him than I did. Yeah, I think so. Because same thing, do anything to get to the top. Doesn't care about who he steps on. He's going to play nice with you and be friends with you for a while. But then, you know, Shooter's going to shoot. <laughs> He, of course, uh, like swoops in when Robin Williams doesn't show up to the wedding. And, for the third, fourth yeah. time. And it's like, what? Yeah. Which, let's talk about that. Okay, let's talk about that. So we talked about that and alluded to that a little bit earlier. Is His that, character yes, kind of sucks. He kind of does. How do you miss your own wedding three times? Like, it's Why did she something... still marry him? Exactly. But it's it's one of those things that's like, it definitely went over my head as a kid. That I was just like, oh, it's so silly. He forgot his wedding day. <laughs> and then now it's like, that's terrible. To not only forget it once, potentially excusable. To forget it three times. I don't think it's excusable to miss your no, wedding it's day. Not. No. And so, but still, it's just like for her to get put up with it for three times, and then for him to her to be like, "Nope, that's it. You broke my heart. That's it." And then, of course, he tries to get her back. Thinks that having discovered Flubber and uh, how the potential that flubber has to potentially save the college that will like put him back in his her good graces Oh, because i guess we should say she's like the dean or right. president. president she's the president she's of the college. In the college yeah so he thinks that by him doing that that'll get her back and sure. when that fails at one point after the basketball game which we can talk about a little bit later uh he comes back and he complains to weebo how you know it's like it's actually his absent-mindedness isn't because he doesn't care it's because he's so infatuated with her and then Weibo goes and shows that to you know Sarah and uh, Marsha Gay Harden and that immediately just turns her around and I'm just like but that was such a weak like comeback like it's a very like kid movie like need the happy ending kind of thing but I was like no you forgot your wedding day three times bro you don't just get to be like my bad everyone (laughs) (laughs) and and start and try again but he, he does in this one I'd also really love to know where her family and friends were after each of those failed weddings because it always just showed her alone and sad. Yeah. 
You mean everyone she knows and loved wasn't already there? Well, it wasn't and the couldn't only, comfort her. Wasn't the only person, uh, her assistant Martha or Becky? Because there's that thing. Oh, maybe there's that scene at the beginning when he like when she's like telling him, "Hey, don't forget this again." And yeah. it's with his friend, and, and he can't even remember her, the her wrong name. name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's kind of a dick. He yeah. needs to start remembering things. But uh, but it was really fun. So yeah, seeing all that stuff, remembering Christopher McDonald, and then it, it was kind of like seeing him was like the unlock in my brain where I was like. Oh, I remember what's about to really yeah. happen in this movie because I had forgotten. Really, I knew that he found Flubber. I knew there's the scene where, you know, Flubber goes crazy, bounces all through his house, which we had to talk about that. Flubber obviously is completely a CGI thing, sure. which for 97, a gelatinous fluid like Flubber and all the different forms and everything he has to take, I feel like was a very big undertaking for 1997. And it CGI. looked pretty good. And it did look really good. And I remember like seeing in either, you know, specials made that were later that we watched something like that about Probably people in a commercial about for it, it on another Probably, VHS. Probably most likely a little like behind the scenes <laughs> featurette at the end of the Blubber VHS tape. Blubber? Flubber VHS <laughs> tape. Uh and so um it was one of those things where like they talked about like how especially the scene where he takes after he first discovers Flubber and he like stretches him out and then puts his face in him and you know Flubber oh. imprints with his face like mm-hmm. how that was kind of a big thing to get to do. But then I also because you can see him through the Flubber at that point and the yeah. Flubber like molded to his face and like right. reacted to it. But I also think that was partially what sells it so well is that the actor interacting with Flubber is Robin Williams. Sure. And like there's you'll a, believe anything he does. Exactly. Why wouldn't you? Because He's Robin Williams. It's one of these things where like, especially when he first discovers him and like Flubber's going crazy, he catches him in a bit in a baseball mitt and like Flubber's freaking out. And he's trying to like hold him down and he is throwing his body all over this room. And you know, there's nothing there that, you know, right. for him to do it. To he's just be doing acting it. With, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's kind of one of those things as an adult to, again, like that magic you said of Robin Williams, just being like, man, of course you can sell this. Like if anybody sense. was going to. But then it was also fun, too, because Weebo's CGI, which I want to say Weebo, I feel like has to be a mix a little bit of a, of a puppet, animatronic puppet and CGI, because there were a few scenes where, like, she's floating in front and, the you know, like, direct close-up camera thing. And, like, she looks good. Little She you looked know. real to me. She looked she real. She looks like a drone. Yeah. And there were a few instances where she flew around and stuff like that where I was like, okay, obviously you're CGI there. But still... I feel I like this know, movie they had were like remote control flying things back then. I know, but just I I feel like just for d- there were some things that she definitely was, but I think there were other parts where yeah, it was like a mix of the two. But still, mm-hmm. they did it really well and, you know, true even in parts when he later, you know, puts the flubber into the the motor of his car and is able to fly in his car. That stuff looked a little cheesy cuz the green screen wasn't that great yeah, and stuff that like that. That looked great. a little rough. But overall, it like even that in that regard held up super well. Yeah, no, it really so, so did. So I thought that was a really fun touch too. You know what Flubber makes me think of? Hmm. Flubber, the the thing, not the movie, but Flubber as the green goo. Yeah. Gak. Oh. Remember? Yeah. Nickelodeon Gak. Well, you maybe didn't. I I see know the what it is. I, it, I actually didn't yeah. know it was Gak until it called Gak until you told me that. Like you know the gooey putty. Now kids have slime that right. they've made with glue and whatever. This was just like putty that came in like a plastic container of some kind. And you could like push it in funny ways and make it make fart noises and stuff like that. (laughs) Well, I remember that being a huge Nickelodeon thing and Nickelodeon branded it as Gak, which apparently is a 
a term for cocaine i just found out i couldn't remember if i was why it's called slime now i probably i couldn't remember if i was remembering gack correctly or not so of course i had to google it and yeah sure enough gack has two definitions one is like a gooey sticky substance and one is cocaine (laughs) what were the people at nickelodeon doing probably cocaine naming children's toys gack anyway that's what flubber makes me think of and i'm sure you could buy a gack type thing that was branded as flubber surely the surely. disney store was selling that right yeah they'd I'm have sure. to be oh and especially like the the big flubber dancing when they all like break apart and are yeah, like dancing cute. the cute little, like musical number when they like break free in in his house when he's out on a date with sarah or something like that it was flubber as a character because flubber isn't just like a goo it has a character to it yeah. it like moves around like a character i don't want to say like a person obviously and yeah, there's this one dance scene where it breaks apart into a million pieces and it's like a bunch of tiny little flubbers and they have skirts on and they're dancing. Yeah, it's it was very cute. fun. You know, I love a dance sequence. Yep, it was a good one. But uh, the one thing, oh, I did forget about to talk about this uh, when what I remembered of the movie because it is the one thing that I really did like remember and was slightly confused. Like, how is this in a kid's movie? is that at the very beginning, after it kind of goes through when you first meet him and you see his house, which is fully, completely automated, he has like robots building his, you know, making his breakfast for him that are in all these like different Rube Goldberg-esque type machines and contraptions and everything throughout his whole house. Which you're like, hey, that's really cool. As a kid, I remember that yeah. being really oh, absolutely. cool. Now I looked at it and they're like, that's a nightmare. Your whole house is, is like on his own like homemade janky machinery yeah, that he built weird. together. <laughs> It's like this seems like this would be way more of a hassle than actual and than actual convenience. Than just making your own damn pancakes. Exactly. But neither here nor there. You see that first opening scene. He goes to his class at the college and begins immediately instructing. But this is the part that still stuck in my head. Oh. And I remember this. <laughs> I know where this is going. I liked going. the scene then and I still liked it now. <laughs> is that he walks into a, into the room and it's the wrong classroom. It's a figure painting classroom. And so there are these two nude models. Not totally, but like they had like well, they're totally towels. nude. They have towels over their They're their covered Austin lower Powers yeah. type. But like is man and, fe- and a woman there and I was just and everything. And I just kind of remembered as a kid being like, huh, as an adult now watching it, I'm kind of like, huh, weird <laughs> thing to put in a kid movie. But, you know, here we are. Super weird thing to put in a kid movie. Because it's not like it was something that kids wouldn't understand. It was obviously two naked people. Right. Kids would understand. That's a naked person. Yeah. That's two naked people. It was weird. <laughs> it's kind of funny kind of weird of course that's what stood out to you most. exactly yeah i know right but uh but no so getting back to what we were talking about with it being a john hughes movie and where i saw that stuff oh coming yeah through uh i forgot i did forget too how slapstick some of the comedy was okay as soon as you said his name just now i remembered he made home alone, home alone. Didn't he? yeah the, and home alone is in my notes yeah yep so it does because feel very home alone especially when uh the businessman sends his henchman over after he discovers or hears about the flubber invention and they go into brainerd's basement and try to break in but they just get through a you know comedy of errors just get completely destroyed by flubber and all the other inventions of his house which felt to me very home alone yeah especially the bowling balls yeah he's put uh robin williams has put flubber on these bowling balls so they keep bouncing off the ground and shooting way up into the sky and you Mm. don't know when they're gonna come back down and yeah these two bad guys get hit in the head every few minutes with a bowling ball that felt super super home alone yeah and it was like a recurring thing like it would go 10 minutes in the movie then the bowling ball and golf ball would make a appearance again and like bounce or hit those two guys again or something it was very funny very silly especially for kid comedy but yeah that made me be like oh yeah this is definitely john hughes because he wrote that that makes sense 
Also, I just want to point out <laughs> that I have two, I have three Weibo notes that I took, and now I don't really remember what any of them mean. But one is that Weibo is a bitchy accomplice. <laughs> Maybe that's because she made him miss his weddings on purpose. Yeah. One is, is Weibo a creeper? I don't remember what that's about. Now, that was going to be the next conversation point. Oh, Weibo's a creeper? Yeah. And that she chose, she has like a human form that she makes of herself at points. And I I wanted to point out apparently that she chose the name Sylvia for her Very human classy form 1997 name. name. <laughs> so Weibo's uh, a creeper? No, so that's the other part that I was going to talk, I want to talk about because that was the one thing I did remember about this movie that I was kind of like, I want to see this with fresh 2022 eyes. <laughs> and that being that, yes, Weibo does have a crush on Professor Brainerd. And you have to remember that Professor Brainerd a human person. A human. Weebo, a little floating robot. And so Weebo does, when he's asleep one night after he gets broken up with by Sarah after, again, forgetting his wedding day for the <laughs> third time, uh, she creates like a human hologram that she like puts her, you know, to represent her in a human form. But she like does it while he's asleep. She goes to the computer, like finds all these best features, you know, and scours and puts the puts it all together. You see her like building out this hologram of herself. And then yeah, she walks up the stairs as a human hologram in a nightgown. Walks up the stairs. What does the nightgown have to do with it? Because it's 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 the it's the implication. <laughs> Because all of a Dennis sudden, Reynolds. Weibo is sexy. Weibo wants to get it on. <laughs> and so, uh, basically, yeah, Weibo f- walks up as Sylvia walks up into his room, sits on his bed, and leans over to try to, like, Sleeping Beauty kiss him style. Ugh. And you're kind of like... This is weird. And then, it, and then he, like, wakes up with a great idea, and then, you know, it's interrupted, and it's never come to, you know, come back to again in that sense until the end when... Sadly, spoiler alert, Weebo dies but because she's killed by the two henchmen, Ted Levine and uh, Clancy Brown. And then he like finds this video on her as her, as Sylvia, talking to him, telling him that like she saved her, her files and like her, her, her quote unquote soul so right. that he could make a new version of Weebo. Which she refers to as her daughter. Yeah. Which is also weird. So it's just, so no. I was like, I want to see how this plays out because I remember that part happening as a kid. It and, played out very weird. And it played out very weird. <laughs> yeah, that was, I would say, was one of the things of this movie that I was like, that doesn't that doesn't hold up very well. It's kind of a running theme with Robin Williams, though, this whole non-human characters falling in love with him because in Hook, Tinkerbell is in love with him, too. Oh, Julia Roberts is Tinkerbell. And I guess Tinkerbell is a human-ish more human than Weebo, a at least. A tiny little fairy. At least it's a person. Wings, yeah, but know. she's also in love with him in yeah. Hook. Isn't that strange? He's what is it about him? Apparently, he's just yours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just it it held up. I think incredibly well. A little bit more than I was because even like there's, you know, you see stuff that when you watch from a kid and sometimes it hits and it's still funny. Sometimes you're like, okay, I see why I like this as a kid. Don't need to see it again. Don't need to see yeah. it again. But this one for me kind of definitely was like, man, that's just a good movie. And I enjoyed it a lot. So good. it was fun to go back and revisit. Good. So what did you think of it then? I thought it was good. I, it, yeah, it's fun to watch things from childhood. But no, I was pretty bored throughout. Oh, no. I don't need to see it again. Oh, no. Oh, well, it still got you to chuckle it a few was times. Cute. It, like, it had its moments where it yeah. got a good reaction from it. But no, not in the top 30 list of funniest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, but yeah, so that's Flubber. It everybody. was a fun rewatch. It was a fun rewatch. Uh, I think it's definitely a good one. I don't think I realized how special of a movie this was for my childhood and stuff. So really? getting to watching it again kind of like reminded me of all that. And I was like, oh yeah, I really liked this one. Oh, so good. It was fun to see it again. Well, folks, we are now caught up on the culture that is Flubber. Hit us up on Instagram at Catch Up Culture to let us know what you think of this film. And thanks for listening. We'll see you all next time.